Welcome to Planet Armpit Talkers. <laughs> Hi guys, it's Marley. And this is Gabby. Today we are recording Places. Um, now, instead of doing what we would consider, I guess, what every other podcaster would consider good stories, we decided that it would only be fair for us to ask for personal stories from you if we give you some of our own. So, that's what we're going to do today. Um, Gabby is going to be doing a place um, that we both know of a little personally, honestly, because of where we're from. We're not going to tell you where it is because we are, you remember our motto, triangulation is strangulation. Um, We are not going to be telling you where it is. Also, this is kind of a place that we don't want anyone running off to. It is very dangerous. Yeah, it's not something that we would suggest anybody go looking for by any means. Um, Not because it's like the most terribly haunted place in the world. It's just where it is and it's not safe. Um, It's also very, very old structures that are around. It's just, it's like I said, it's just not safe. Um, I'm going to be talking about my grandpa's house, man. Um, Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Right. I start, I come from humble beginnings, guys. And in humble beginnings, there are many a haunts. So, I'm going to tell you all those stories, and we'll be back with all of that in just a couple of seconds. Cue the title. Come on, Welcome back, guys. I guess we're going to go ahead and get to the nitty-gritty of it, and I guess I'm going to start out today. Yeah, go for it. I am just chilling. Okay. So, before I begin, let me just say that this house, nobody knows really anything about this house, and we try to research the people and why this house was just, like, seemingly abandoned for no reason. It lies in the middle of Backwoods. It's very hard to find. It took us a very long time to find it. Anyway, let me give you some of the local lore about the house. It is rumored to be a doctor's house, where this doctor held illegal abortions. Bitch, I didn't know that! Yeah. What the fuck? I don't think it's true. Okay. I do not think it's true. I will get into why later, but, um... It's rumored to be a doctor's house that held illegal abortions and kept all of the dead fetuses in a freezer in the back room. That sounds fishy as shit. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently, the local townspeople kind of ran him out whenever they found out about it. And that is why it seemed like it was just, like, picked up (laughs) and gone, you know? Looked perfectly abandoned? Yeah, perfectly. I'm talking about, like, there's still furniture inside the house and everything. That's crazy. It is very crazy. So, when I first learned about the house, uh, I was told about it from a friend. He used to go there all the time with his other friends. They used to uh, basically go there just to, like, fuck around. You know how kids are. And one day, uh, his his lady was like, you know, we should go do something. We should go ghost hunting. And all four of us, him, his lady, me, and my ex-husband, we were like piling up in the car. It was in the middle of the night, so I'm, I'm talking like like dead-ass night. <laughs> there was no moon, no stars out. It was cloudy as fuck. It was fucking creepy. So we drove around for a couple of hours before we actually found the house because the road is hidden by overgrowth. And um, as soon as we found it, we tried to go down the road, down the driveway, 
Um, but there were like these giant ass potholes full of water and Ooh. we really didn't know how deep they were. Yeah, look guys, I'm not gonna tell you where we're from because everybody's got these little shithole towns anyway, but a pothole is not to be trifled with no. where we're from. A especially, pothole, yeah, that could knock out almost your entire front end. Especially on a dirt road. Yeah, so it may sound to you a bit dramatic to be worried about a pothole. Where we're from, it is a legitimate concern. Yes, they can get up to like a few feet deep. We are the state that road maintenance forgot. <laughs> we parked the car in like this little divide in between the over the overgrowth and we got out and we started like going down the road uh holding our phones as flashlights when i say that this is the longest driveway i have ever gone through this is literally the longest driveway i've ever even seen jesus hey i mean um, what is the point is it it is it even a driveway at that point or is it just a fucking road it was definitely a driveway. Yeah. Um, it, it was, like, long, and it had, like, this wraparound drive where you could just, like, pull in and just come back out. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So, as we were traveling down the roads, um, we saw, like, all of these old, decrepit buses that... Buses? Like, school buses? School buses. Um, they were just sitting there, like, right off the side of the road, and... You're painting a very apocalyptic scene. <laughs> it seemed apocalyptic at first. Fair enough. Uh, that's kind of the vibe that I got off of it, but all the windows were, like, broken out and shot. I think there couldn't have been more than two that I remember. So as we're walking down the road, we start hearing, like, the sounds of ATVs and, like, voices in the background, you know, people having fun and everything like that. So Background black home! Yeah! It does. At first, we couldn't really pinpoint them because they were so far off in the distance. But we started getting freaked out because, like, this one woman was, like, screaming. Like, legit <laughs> screaming. And when you go to a fucking haunted house, or a supposedly haunted house, and you hear a woman screaming, like, somewhere off in the fucking woods, it's fucking creepy, okay? Yeah, that's not exactly something y'all would, like, you <laughs> white people, that is what you did, you white people. You heard a bitch screaming in the background, and you still went in that motherfucker. Yeah, totally, That is on you. Totally, yep. Look, if you get butt-fucked by a ghost, then that's your fucking fault. Look. I don't even feel bad. Okay. I ain't got no sympathy. You know me. Butt-fucking ghosts? Yes, I do, in fact. I do, in fact. <laughs> Okay, so, um, there was, like, a bend in the road where the wraparound driveway came to a point, mm -hmm. and, uh, the house started coming into view, and the only thing that we could really see off of it at first was, like, the roof, and, like, maybe, like, two windows to the roof, and I'm talking, like, this house was, like, humongous, though, like, it was so tall that it rose above the trees, and that's the only way that we could see it was coming into view, but, um, the roof... And the windows actually kind of reminded me of the Amityville Horror House. That's unnecessary. You didn't have to draw that conclusion line. It, I was doing fine, and then you said that shit. No, I mean, look, the whole night was already kind of spooky, but when you see something that resembles the Amityville Horror, you're just like, this is a fucking <laughs> bad idea. Yeah, you're just like, I'm gonna turn around. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost there. We start seeing, like, things outside, like, old mattresses, old boxes, and we, like, look inside the boxes and everything. There are, like, family photos. There's, um, books. There are couches. There are stuffed teddy bears laying around. They literally just abandoned it, like, essentially mid-sentence. Yeah. It's like they they tried a little bit of pack, like the smallest, tiniest bit of packing, and they got it outside. 
and said, fuck it. <laughs> and fucking left. Yeah. I wonder if the house was haunted before they got there. I don't and know. And that's why they left so lickety bitch split. Yeah. But, like, okay, so at this point, before we even got inside, the ATV sounds were coming closer, and we didn't want to get caught. So we decided that we would just turn around and come back another day, maybe in the daylight where we could see everything a lot better. That makes sense. Yeah, so it's about, like, maybe a month to a year later, and we were all, like, sitting around Did again. Did you just say a month to a year? <laughs> yeah! That is a hell of a gap, bitch. <laughs> Look, that I is, don't remember. That is so like, it could have been yesterday, bitch. I'm not sure. I'm not here for a long time. Just a good time. Yeah. <laughs> but Sorry. I honestly meant six months to a year, but okay. that's just what left my okay. mouth. Okay, well, I didn't mean to call you on your bullshit and call you on your mistake. I just meant to call you on your bullshit. I'm sorry. It is totally okay. <laughs> Please proceed. Yes. Told to <laughs> so we were like... We should go back, because <laughs> we were talking about that night that we all went ghost hunting and what happened and everything like that. So whenever we went back, we, we parked in the same spot, because it was still, they still had, like, fucking giant-ass potholes, and this time you could actually see how deep they were. Yeah. And they were fucking dry. deep. Yeah. Um, we recorded everything this time. Like, I got on my phone, I'm like, it's gonna be an experiment, let's see if we can get some shit on camera. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the broken down buses in the daylight were actually kind of cool to see. You could tell, like, well, you couldn't tell the year that they had been there, but you could definitely tell that they had been there for a while. Right. People had gone by and used them as shooting targets and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, we started seeing, like, uh, broken down cars. Um, there was, like, a, a creepy ass little bicycle that was just, like, bent out of shape and everything. That's unnecessarily creepy. <laughs> yeah. It, you, 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 you're describing it like I would imagine a movie prop director sets it up. Like, that's crazy. I'm not gonna lie. It was like the beginning of a horror movie. I was expecting that's some shit crazy. to go wrong. Yeah, no shit. So, like, there's, like, a creek to the left. There, you can see where, like, people have been going in, riding their ATVs and everything like that. Um, when we got closer to the house, you could actually see this time that it was ginormous like i'm talking about like two three-story house it had a carport it had a room outside to itself it could have been used as a bedroom or a storage room or something like that it makes you wonder what it would be like to take a place like that and fix it up uh, we actually talked about doing that too like when i was researching who owned the house we talked about you know maybe going to talk to the people who supposedly owned it mm -hmm. see what the story was maybe we could figure out a way to buy it fix it up everything like that right we actually never even really talked to the people but i'll i'll get more to that later it was kind of in the shape of a barn the extent of the things that were outside was even worse than i thought at night, you could only see certain spots and things that were out there. Yeah. But in the daylight, there were, like, mounds and piles of uh, random things. Just uh, stuff and shit? Just stuff and shit. Oh, okay. All right. Just yeah. stuff and shit. Just random piles of stuff and shit. I'm assuming that looters came through the house and were just, like, rummaging through and just took everything out. Took everything of value and left everything else. Yeah. But anyway... We go to the um, the carport, and we see on the walls that they're painted, 
you know, like pentagrams and, you know, just graffiti and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's typical fare for houses like that, though, because people think they're haunted. Yeah. So they leave stuff that they think is scary when everybody with any kind of education looks at the thing and goes, oh, look, so the fancy atheists were here. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah, there were even more boxes in the carport scattered around, toys and things, uh, things that belonged to children. Um, the doors were taken off. Um, we go inside the house, and the first thing that you enter is the living room. And when we go in there, it is cluttered with familial things, like... Like diapers and baby stuff and shit like that? Couches, picture frames, pictures that are still in the picture frames, clothing, shoes. They set the scene to make it look like they just left in an all-fired fucking Yeah, hurry. there was even a pool table that was still in there. Um, the closets were still full of things. Uh, videotapes, VHS tapes, uh, cans of food that they had processed themselves, apparently. Um, anybody can can, not anybody can can well. And we're from the South, so, so we know that well. We know that very well. Mm. Not everybody can can. <laughs> Not everybody can can. Man, I'm just saying. <laughs> so after we searched through the living room for things, um, we came into the kitchen. It's large and it is excessive and there's like this wraparound island that comes through. Mm -hmm. um, on the island... We find papers, like business papers with people's names, checkbooks, and everything like this. Apparently, it was a cattle ranch farm. A cattle ranch a farm? All the way out back there and all that mess? Yes. Um, it was a business between brothers and their father and mother, I do believe. Ooh, um, I wonder if somebody was embezzling. Yeah, we found uh, workers' releases, like the uh, office materials about who worked there and how much they were getting paid. Their employee records. Yeah, yeah. So, That's um, crazy. I took pictures of the names to save for later, for research. Uh, we mosey on about the kitchen to see what all was in there. Most of the kitchen had already been, like, rummaged through, and most of the stuff is had already been taken out. Um, but there were still, like, canned goods in the cabinets. I didn't find any dishes whatsoever. Um, I don't know if that was with the family when they left. Right. Um, but That's spooky, though. It, it is entirely the spooky. The entire situation is spooky. Whenever somebody leaves in a situation like that, what do you even call that? I don't know. Like, I mean, I mean, clearly there were no charges brought up because in your all your research, you'd have found something about yeah. that. Yeah. Like there would have been charges filed. It's a little bitty ass town. Somebody knows what happened there. Yeah. Like somebody knows who lived there. Most likely, ain't nobody all. But all them old women lived till they fucking nineties. You can't tell me they, they, they there's nobody there that don't know who lives there. Yeah. They don't know why they left so suddenly. Mm -hmm. I mean, there could have been any number of things. It, it could have been anything including and up to adultery. Yeah. In the South, whenever you live in a little town, a little shit pisses little people off. Even in big, big houses. It's very true. So, like, there were, there were, like, glass doors that led out past the house, and there was, like, this giant-ass swimming pool. Like, I'm talking about, like, this swimming pool was almost the length of the house, and the length of the house was 
extensive. Like half a football field? Yeah. Jesus. Um, it was completely emptied, everything like that. Uh, apparently, there used to be a grand piano in there, but it was nowhere to be seen. So, I guess that got looted. Off from the kitchen, there was a hallway. Uh, but before I mention this, I almost forgot to tell you. There was, like, this little toy horse that was sitting on the counter. And my ex-husband, he picked it up and he put it on his feet, right? Okay, so just remember that for later. As he picked it up and put it on its feet? On its feet. Because okay. it, was, it was on its side whenever he... Okay, so yeah. he lifted it up and put it down. Yeah. So, um... We went through the hallway, to to your left, you got, like, uh, one room, which was, like, an office space that was cluttered, like, you couldn't even see the floor from all the paper, yeah. the paperwork and everything like that, and further down, you get a bathroom to your right, and then two more bedrooms that are adjacent to each other, and um, each room was falling in, um, some of the uh, plaster from the walls were completely gone um you could see into one of the bathrooms from the bedroom and each one held like personal belongings the one to the to the left actually held like uh kid clothing and stuff like this like i'm talking about like you could barely step through there for the bags of kid clothes jesus christ um so we came back out of the hallway and we thought we see somebody in the house in the house in the house in the house yes in the house okay we started getting spooked out, but none of us could figure out, you know, like, what the hell was going on. Maybe it was just our paranoia that we were going to get caught. Um, we took a walk, like, we backtracked and, and looked and made sure everybody was, like, together and that there was nobody, like, peeking in on us and everything like that. So, uh, so... <laughs> make sure nobody was trying to scare. Yeah. In the process of backtracking, my ex-husband, he looked at the, 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 the kitchen and he's like... I'll put this horse on its feet. And it was on its side. Oh, no. 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 Mm-mm. No. Hell no. No, 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 no. That's going to be a negative there, Ghost Rider. That pattern is full entirely. I am not going. Yeah. Okay. And remember, we're recording, like, all of this, too. So I have the video footage to prove all of it. That's um, crazy. <laughs> okay, so... There's a staircase right before you hit the office to your left, and it leads up to the other floors, and it's got, like, these uh, these handprints on them where people have, like, taken their hands and put them in paint, like, red paint, and they splattered them on the floor, and drug them down, make them look like blood, Made stuff it like look, Tried to make it look more scary yeah. than it is. Yeah. yeah. So we, we go up the stairs, and as we're going up the stairs, the whole thing is fucking carpeted, which is weird never seen carpeted stairs before (laughs) we get to the top there are like sigils and pentagrams painted on the floor things i've never seen before Max's husband mentioned like maybe they just watched too much supernatural or maybe they just made shit up that too (laughs) that too so across from the staircase as you got up you got this big ass bathroom and to to the uh to our right there is a large bedroom. Like, I'm talking about a large bedroom. Me and the other girl, we went into this bedroom while the other guys, they went up the last flight of stairs. Right, to, the, to get to, to the top the floor. As me and her are going in the in the bedroom, we noticed that uh, there was, like, vanities that had been broken. Like, a big vanity. 
mm-hmm. that the mirror was broken. Um, it looked like there was blood all over it. Like actual blood or paint? actual blood? Oh but boy! But we, we, I mean, you can't be really sure. You can't, and I mean, it sounds like it could have easily been just somebody really mad, mm-hmm. where they just like you know, punched punched punch something. Yeah, there was like a fireplace. There were like two beds. The roof was caving in. Yeah. Um. That makes sense. I mean, it's old. Yeah. It, it was extremely old. Uh, from the paperwork that I found, I think it was back from, like, the late 90s. And that, that was... That seems like a much... Like, not that far, not that long ago. But it it's definitely is. It's been 20 years. Yeah, it's been 20 years. That's Well, that's... No. Yeah, that's 30 years. Yeah. Damn near. Damn. Um, yeah, so this, this place was pretty old, and it looked like it had a history. We go into the bathroom. We couldn't exactly search the bedroom because the floor was falling in. The roof was falling in. It was very unsafe. Nothing seemed out of place there. We look outside the windows. It was really pretty. The uh, the scenery, the forestry was just gorgeous to yeah. look at. And that's one thing about where we're at, folks. We can talk a lot of shit, but we got some beautiful views where we're at. Mm-hmm. We met up with the guys. Uh, they told us that the flooring in in the top level was complete shit, obviously, because it's falling in on the second level. We go up there anyway, and we're, like, looking around, and there are two separate rooms on each side that, you know, was like a Y, basically. Right. Um, we went into the right one, and uh, it seemed like a teenager's room. Like, it had, uh, you know... This name loves this name and yeah. stuff like that. And it was really cool to see. We found trophies and stuff, like little baseball trophies with people's names on it. Anyway, we go back downstairs and uh, we sit there for a moment and we just talk. And the horse has moved again. What? What is with this one fucking horse? <laughs> and please tell me that you left it. Yeah, we left it. Like, fuck. Yeah, we did. Uh, so we're, we were talking about the war and everything, and I, I mentioned that I had heard from another friend that this house was, you know, lived in by the doctor that I spoke of before. And one of the guys were like, well, you know, I don't really know much about it, only that, you know, I've been here before and just hung out here. So um, what we didn't notice was that there was this door that was uh, right off of when you come in into the kitchen mm-hmm. to your left. And it was very subtle. It, I'm not going to say it was hidden, but it was a very subtle door. Like, you wouldn't have noticed it if you didn't know it was there. It just kind of blended in with the paneling? Yeah. Right. And so we were all like, you know, like, what the fuck is this? You know, we didn't see this before. Maybe it's a basement. Yeah, that's what we were all thinking at first. Or maybe even a pantry. Yeah. So we opened the door, and there's a hallway. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, fuck hallways. Yeah. Fuck hallways. Nobody so, likes hallways. <laughs> no, who needs hallways? So this hallway is maybe a few feet down, and then it goes to your right. And when you turn the corner, the first thing that you see is a freezer on the opposite end of the room. A freezer? A freezer. <laughs> you did not open the freezer. It was already open. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. So, we're, like, freaking the fuck out. Yeah, bitch. We're, like, okay, is this the fucking freezer that this dude told me about? Because I'm about to blow my fucking mind. You're going to blow your own fucking mind? Yes, I'm going <laughs> to blow my own fucking mind. And, uh, so we, we go over there, very hesitantly, mind you. <laughs> and we look inside the freezer. Nothing's there. 
it just seems like old, rusted, used, you know, everything like that. Right, right. And we were like, thank fuck. Thank fucking fuck that there was right. no, like, little babies in this freezer. Yeah, and then also, y'all are freaking out because y'all are in a scary situation, but me being, like, listening to it from the outside. Yeah. This is the South. It was probably a deer meat freezer. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, we, a lot of, pla- where we're at, lots of people keep extra freezers outside or in a basement or even, you know, like in their garage, two or three different deep freezes so they can store up deer meat and mm-hmm. hog meat and stuff like that throughout the year while they're hunting while it's in season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also will store fish fillets and stuff like that. It look, it's it's a thing. I promise we're not crazy. They're just Southern. Yeah. It's gross, but it's their world. We're just fucking living in it. Yeah. So we lift the lid down and you're not going to fucking believe what it has on it. I'm going to say dead babies. Wait, no. Out, get. Wait, no. Open, inside, zombies, door. I don't know. Fuck, what is this? Dead baby freezer. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody has been telling that fucking story a lot. Yeah, let me tell you. You shit your pants? Yeah! Yeah! Not literally, of course, but goddamn near it. Um, I imagine so, bitch. (laughs) Anyway, it, the freezer was, like, the only thing in the room, so it was even weirder, of course. Yeah. But there was a there was a door leading to the outside, and the outside was, like, this little patio that extended along the house. Had, like, gas cans, lawnmowers, and everything like that, but you couldn't see beyond that because of all the, uh, the trees and everything. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> we tried to go out there, and we tried to look a little bit more, but there were glass from the windows that had been shattered. Yeah. So it was very unsafe for us to do that. We just go back in the house, and we record a little bit more, and we literally do the dumbest thing a white person could ever do. Yes. We have a seance. Oh my god, Gabby, what the fuck? No! Yeah, yeah. No, why? Why would you do that? Look, okay, so, four people in a haunted house, you can't tell me that you're not gonna do some dumb shit. No, I can't. (laughs) absolutely tell you with 100% motherfucking certainty that I would not have held a seance in a broke-down, bullshit-ass house in the middle of no goddamn where United States. You done <laughs> lost your whole ass motherfucking mind. <laughs> Hell no! Yeah, there were some questionable choices made. It seems as though that was the case, Gabby. <laughs> yeah, so, like, our phone started dying, and my phone started running out of space for video feed. And, um... We didn't really get anything from the seance. The the fucking seance. The Quotation marks. Oh, it sounds like four white people standing in a circle going, Is there anything in the woods? That's basically what it amounted to. I mean, you could easily get an answer, and the answer would be, Yeah, motherfucker, what are you doing in the woods? I'm hunting. What are you doing? What's your goddamn excuse? Yeah, the sun started to set too, so we were, at that point we were all just like, fuck it. I mean, we came, we saw, we conquered. You came, you saw, you seanced, and then you left. Yeah. Which was a good idea. It was. I mean, being- The be- leaving, not the seance. <laughs> yeah. Being there at night was a whole different story. I mean, our phones were dying, we had no, like, real flashlights, so we couldn't do anything with that. 
So after after all is said and done, I go back home and I'm like pinpointing in the map where everything is and where we were. And I find the address. I find records of people who lived there under the names that match the uh, the bills and everything right, at the house. Yeah. And I figured that they had this uh, this mechanic shop in another town close by. Right. And I've always wanted to go there and ask them and be like, hey. I know you used to live here. You know, I know you had a business out of here. Like, what the fuck happened? Because everything is still there, and it's just, like, fucking creepily abandoned. But Why don't you ask? I never got the chance to. Why don't we call them? I'm, we can, one day. We should record it. We should call them and record the talk and see how it goes. It's too late tonight, guys. There will be a conclusion to this story. Yeah. Um, we'll give them a call. Um, see, well, we'll try. Um, you never know, he may have moved on, or he may have passed away in that time. You never know. Yeah. But we will try to conclude that story. That's really cool, actually. Yeah, it, it really is. All um, right. There's there's my little tidbit of information. Okay, all right, so I guess that makes it my turn. Yeah. All right, let's give ourselves a little bit of an interlude here. We'll be right back with you. All right, people, we are back. I guess that makes it my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to level with you. This story is about 70% southern tall tale bullshit, okay? Because it's just the way it is where I'm from. And the story that I'm going to tell you is about the old-ass house that my blind grandfather lived in before he moved to a retirement community. I will end the story for you now. He is fine. He is alive. He lives in, like I said, in a retirement community. He survived the encounter. <laughs> he's, he's doing fine. Now, the house that he lived in was in a little bitty, teeny, tiny town that we're not going to name. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I can't stress to you enough how small this this, this town is. Mm. It's legitimately tiny, but it is also very rural. Okay. No. Suburby? No. Hood. It's hood, okay? Oh. I don't want to... There. Look, okay, where I'm from, it is a racial issue, but a lot of uh, the white people got mixed in Two, I got mixed in with the whole hood bunch, which is why every now and again you'll catch me using a black scent. It's not intentional, and I'm trying to stop, but it is a little colloquial for where I was raised. Um, I wasn't really raised in a white neighborhood like most of my other white counterparts, so it's kind of hard to, yeah, it's 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 hard to make that part of it make sense for you. But it is the hood, um, but it's nice hood. As nice as Hood Hood is. Um, but it's an old blue house. It had one real bedroom and a room that was a garage that was turned into a bedroom that was actually my dad's childhood bedroom. Right. My dad had 11 brothers and sisters. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, no, I say brothers and sisters. He was the only brother and he had 11 sisters. Oh, shit. That's yeah. a lot of girls. That is a lot of girls. They all lived there at one point or another, but none mm-hmm. of the scary stuff really happened until after my grandmother passed away. Right. And I don't think she ever actually lived in that house with him, mm-hmm. but I do know that he didn't live in that house until after she had passed away. Right. Um, that's not true. He lived in the house with her and the kids when they were all younger. They moved as she moved out after they got a divorce. Right. And okay. he stayed there until he moved to the retirement community because the house was theirs. It was purchased. Okay. Um. Now we don't know where the house comes from. I've have heard different stories. I've heard some people say it's a shotgun house. I've heard some people say that it was actually the top part of an antebellum home. 
that oh. was taken off and shipped to a different place because it was in Battlefield, Mississippi. Right. Uh, which, Battlefield, Mississippi, that term isn't going to make a whole lot of sense to someone who's not from there. But Battlefield, Mississippi is just a colloquial term for the area where the Battle of Mississippi happened in what I think is current-day Vicksburg. Yes. Yeah, I think it's Vicksburg, Mississippi. Um, But there's a bunch of antebellum homes. I've heard some people say that it's actually just the top part and it was moved. I've heard lots of stories, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, The first story that I ever remember being told was actually a first-hand encounter by my dad. Now, it was well-known throughout, like, all the kids, all my aunts have told, and my dad have told me the same story, Mm -hmm. which is that you could hear spurs clicking across the floor as if somebody was walking, and that that would happen at around midnight every night. Uh And I've always wondered if it wasn't just my grandparents fucking. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it could be. Exactly, and they told them that it was spurs. But then again, you never know, so I've never discredited the idea. Uh Uh-huh. My dad at the time, I guess he was probably 16 or 17, and my grandpa and him owned a mechanic shop, which right. was for, it was a, it was an 18-wheeler mechanic shop. And my dad woke up, I guess, around 4 o'clock every morning to get up and get ready. Well, my dad was notorious for sleeping through tornadoes and hurricanes. So he, um, he woke up first at 4 o'clock, got up. Woke up a little bit and then went back to bed and then generally got up and got moving around 6 o'clock in the morning with his dad. Right. Well, at the time, my Aunt Charlemagne, she was the youngest out of all of them, okay? My dad was 16. She had to have been 7 or 8. Um, and my dad came out of the bedroom, which was a garage, to see what he thought was my Aunt Charlie standing in the hallway. It was not. Um, but at the time, my dad kind of just assumed it was, told her to get back in the bed, her dad was going to whoop her butt, and went back to bed. Didn't think anything more of it. He got up, I guess in the next hour, is what he told me, and he saw her still standing in the same position in the hallway. That's and fucking creepy. Exactly. He thought that his alarm clock was messed up. Yeah. But he came in there, and he saw her standing in the hallway again. And he told her, he's, like, he's a little more enforceable. He's like, if you don't want to get back in your bed, come get in my bed and sleep until Dad wakes up so you don't get in trouble. Yeah. And because she was young and it was kind of that, it, that's that nightmare age. Yeah. Anybody who's a mom can really tell you between the ages of four and like seven or eight, yeah. nightmares and, and, and night terrors are terrible. And back then, parents weren't exactly understanding yeah. about stuff like that. They were much less, uh, they were more inclined to be uh, disciplinarians. Yes. Um, so my dad was just trying to keep her from getting a butt woman. Uh, she turned around and looked at my dad, and my dad looked at her, and it was not my Aunt Charlie. So uh-huh. she turned around, and she walked into the floor, but forward. What the Like, fuck? she was walking forward, but going down into the floor. Almost as though she was walking down a pair of stairs. Right. A pair of stairs. A set of stairs that was no longer fucking there. Right. And my dad immediately commits to shit in his pants and getting the fuck up out that bitch. <laughs> I mean, I would too. <laughs> Holy fuck. Right, exactly. Please remember, these are stories. And then on top of that, I also want to throw out there, if any of my family catches on to who I am and happens to be listening to this podcast in the hopefully not so near future, whenever we're super popular, I'm putting it out there where <laughs> we're storyboarding it. <laughs> we're storyboarding it. We're really hoping it's going to happen. If any of y'all are listening to this in the, for- in the future and you don't like the narrative, it's not my fault. It's yours, because you told me the goddamn story. <laughs> and if you don't like it, then you shouldn't have told me a bunch of fucking tall tales. 
it's not my fault that you expected me to not have a popular podcast and post about your nitty gritty bullshit. Okay, so here's another thing. Here's another little story that I've always, it's one of my favorites. It comes from my Aunt Margaret. Now, Aunt Margaret is one of the oldest of the bunch, and she's also one of the more imaginative storytellers, is how mm. I'll say it. From what I was told, I was probably 11 or 12 when this actually happened. It wasn't that long ago. My aunt and her husband helped my grandfather paint the bathroom in bright colors mm -hmm. because my grandfather is legally blind. He has retinitis pigmentosa, mm -hmm. and he can't see, like, he's legally blind. At the time, he could see lights and shadows, so mm -hmm. they painted, like, the, the tub was purple, and, like, the toilet was blue, and the sink was yellow. It was all kinds of bright colors, so he could kind of help directionalize while he's in there. Right. It sounds Technicolor Daydream. It, no, it just sounds more like a gay person's dream. It does, which is really funny, because my grandfather's also very homophobic. <laughs> On top of all for everything else. Um, but... They painted the bathroom, and my Aunt Margaret took the before and after pictures. Mm -hmm. She took the before picture, and it didn't look like there was anything crazy about the picture. It was just a picture of an old bathroom. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she took the after picture, and when she took the after picture, from what she said, there was the shadowed outline of a woman sitting in a blood-red bathtub with her one foot propped up on the faucet and the other foot hanging off the side, with a slit wrist hanging over the side of the tub while her head is cocked back and her throat is slit. I'm not going to lie to you. That seems like something that maybe somebody's seen off 13th Ghost. It sounds very real exactly to me. I've never actually seen 13th Ghost, but that does sound exactly yeah. like some shit she would do. Yeah. Um, And if you don't like it, then don't fucking like it. <laughs> this isn't directed at any of my listenership. If you're listening you know who I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was a tall tale. Like I said, a lot of these, from what I understand, are tall tales. They're still very cool, though. Yeah, they're um, very cool. That's... There's one, though, mm -hmm. that I have to say is not a tall tale because I told it mm. because I was there. Right. This is my own personal encounter. Okay. And this could have easily been an, a cantankerous old blind man who was tired of being in a house by himself and was scared of his own failing health. It could have also been an overreactive imagination. I was very scared mm -hmm. for someone who was imagining something, though. I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. um, my dad went to go get a pack of cigarettes. He left the house probably around 10 o'clock in the morning when my grandfather was making biscuits. I have a question. Okay. Did your father ever come back? Yes. Okay, good. That time. Good. <laughs> <laughs> he came back um, that time. Okay. Um, but he went to go get a pack of cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Grandpa was in there making biscuits. And I know that sounds crazy. It's not. His mother was also blind and taught him how to cook. Sight be damned. So he could see, he couldn't see, but he could see enough to cook. He knew where stuff was in his kitchen. Right. This in and of itself is integral to the story. Mm -hmm. I was in the living room on, I don't know if anybody's ever seen one of these couches. I'm going to describe it in the best way that I can because the imagery is putrid. If you've ever seen one of these couches, you'll know what the fuck I'm talking mm -hmm. about. Okay. Um, they have like brown end pieces. You can see <laughs> like the arms of the couch yep. you can see is exposed wood. Yeah. Okay. The couches are golden, brown, and orange. Yep. And it's covered in not quite couch material, but what feels like cheap velvet. <laughs> I know exactly what the fuck okay. you're talking about. And I was also looking at a big box TV that sits on the floor that works with a clicker, not a remote. Mm -hmm. There is a difference between a clicker and a remote. Yes. I did not know that, but yeah. there is. 
it worked with a clicker, and um, I was watching Tom and Jerry, some stupid shit like that. Yeah. I don't really remember what I was watching. I was sitting there, I was watching TV, I was listening to him banging around in the kitchen, and my first name is that of my grandmother, my paternal grandmother. So, he's in the kitchen, and I hear crash. Mm-hmm. Like, glass shattering. Right. I didn't come running in there because I knew better because it sounded like glass. I heard my grandfather holler my first name. And I almost shit myself because I was thinking that I had set something in a place where it shouldn't have been. And he messed up and dropped something. Yeah. And that it was about to be my fault. And my ass was about to be hung up mm. with the rest of the towels in the bathroom. Uh, that was not the case, though. Because I come skidding in there and he said, stop running. And I stopped running. And he said, I wasn't talking to you. You go mind your business. Oh, shit. That has got to be one of the more chilling statements that I've ever heard in my entire life. Was to hear someone say my name in anger and then tell me that he's not fucking talking to me. I was about to shit my own goddamn britches. It was not a good experience. No doubt. Yes. Um, another time... I was in the bedroom that used to be my dad's. It was the garage yeah. bedroom. It was generally really fucking cold in there, yeah. okay? Um, so I was in the covers. I was all cuddled up, and I had to pee. So I got up, and I went to the Technicolor Daydream bathroom. <laughs> um, on my way to the Technicolor Daydream bathroom, I heard something roll across the floor. Oh. I guess in your, like, half asleep, you're not really thinking anything of it. Yeah. So I just bent down, and I picked it up. And it was an apple. Oh. So, like, what the fuck is an apple doing in the bathroom? It wasn't in the bathroom. It was on the hall, in the hallway on the way to the bathroom. The, the house is set up as such, okay? In the very front of the house, from the entrance where you come into the house. Uh-huh. On your left, there is the like a wall and then the entrance to the garage. On the right, there is the big, spacious living room. You go down to the end, like the doorway that leads to the kitchen. And whenever you hit right there, there's the kitchen table, like a space for the kitchen table. And then there's another wall and the doorway, and in that doorway is where the bathroom is. Okay. You go a little farther forward, in the same space of the house where their bathroom is, there is the kitchen on the other side of the wall, and then toward your left is the entrance for uh, what would have been Pat's bedroom. Whenever I got up to come out of the garage bathroom and go into the bedroom, I mean go into the bathroom, I walked right past the kitchen table. I didn't think anything of it, but like I said, an apple just kind of rolled across the floor. Mm -hmm. I picked up the apple. I didn't think anything of it. I put it back in the basket, and I went in the bathroom. And whenever I came back out of the bathroom, an apple fell and hit me in the fucking head as though it fell out of a tree. Holy shit. It did, and it's fucking smarted. It hurt. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I don't really remember being scared of that one, but I remember the pain. There's also a little telltale story about Ouija board. Oh, that's not good. Eh, okay, here's how I feel about Ouija boards. And this is going to be controversial for every witch that you know. Okay? I don't care how you feel about it. And a Ouija board is no more use to you than tarot card. It is only as powerful as you can make it. That makes sense. It is not a portal. It is not a door. It is a piece of cardboard that was made of Hasbro and is of no more importance to you than that of cardboard tarot cards that you buy at Books a Million. Right. There really isn't anything scary or mystical about it. It works based off the same principle as tarot cards. Tarot cards are meant as a way to unscramble your own mind. Ouija boards just have letters instead of cups and wands. Mm -hmm. It's just a different way of fortune telling. 
Okay. It really just, it, it's based off of your intent. If you're trying to do spooky, scary shit, then you're going to get spooky, scary shit. If you're not trying to do spooky, scary shit, then you're not going to get spooky, uh, scary shit. It's common sense. Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm going to say I've never had a bad experience with the Ouija board. Uh, there have been, like, uh, a couple times where I've tried, and every single time it, it, was, it just laid like, you know, somebody was moving the, the planchet. planchet. And, uh, you know, nobody would actually come forward and be like, hey, I did this or whatever. Yeah, of course not. And I'm not <sighs> saying that I'm not saying that scary shit doesn't happen with a Ouija board. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's the case. I know it happens. But I also know that a piece of cardboard that you bought at Walmart for $12 is not going to connect to your dead grandmother. Yeah, no. It's just fucking not. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now, get you one that's made by a real witch. Get you something that's homemade. If you actually want to have that experience and you're you're on that train to nowhere, go for it by all means. Don't drag me down with you, yeah. but don't get all tied up in that shit that you buy at Walmart. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, okay, so, like, if any of our listeners are, like, under the age of 18, please don't go out and buy a Ouija board by yourself, at least, and then be like, hey, I'm going to, like, raise the dead or some shit. Because you might get in contact with something, and that something is not going to have your best interests at heart. Yeah. Just don't fuck with it. Just don't. Don't fuck with it, but also don't be so scared of it that you barrel out of a house and make a fool out of yourself, too. Yeah, just um, be just, safe. Yeah, don't put any more stock in it than, than is required. Um, now, the Ouija board that I'm talking about, I'm not saying, I wouldn't even really call it an Ouija board because it doesn't look like an Ouija board. Yeah. From the imagery that I've been given, the letters aren't the same. None of it, there is no hello, goodbye. The planchette works entirely differently and is differently shaped. Mm. Um, and the board is circular. Okay. Um, now, some people said it belonged to my grandmother. Some people have said that it belonged to her grandmother. I don't know. I don't even know if the thing was real. According to my grandfather, he found it. It was made out of old, old gum tree. Okay. Okay. Gum tree is notorious for being very porous. Um, whenever you build something out of it, you have to caulk it. You have to fill it with something most of the time because it degrades faster than most types of trees. Okay. Um, so it's shellacked. It's covered in what crafty Facebook people would probably call epoxy. I'm not going to say that it was epoxy, mm-hmm. but it was mostly wood. If yeah. you caught it on fire, the son of a bitch would burn. Right. Okay. Um... My grandfather saw it, freaked out, was frightened of it, clearly, and threw it outside, chopped it up in half, and burned it. According to my aunt, it was on the table the next day. There's so many stories like that, though. Like, there I've are lots so of stories many. like that. And I don't know, I don't know that it's true. I'm not going to say that it's not. Yeah. But I am going to say that, I am going to say this. In my own version of Gulliver's Travels, I've found that 90% of these stories are based off of miscommunications. They're still fun to tell. They're still fun to mess around with. No, I don't believe that my grandmother passed away and haunted my grandfather. No, I don't believe that she blinded him with a picture after she passed away exploding (laughs) at the end of the hallway. He had red nitus pigmentosa. That's not how he, that's not how he was blinded. Right. It's genetic. I could have it. I mean, um, it's not, clearly those, those stories are not true, but... Like I said, it's still a lot of fun to tell. Yeah. And um, and my story, whenever you live in the South, it's really easy to have stories like this. So I guess in a way we're almost cheating. (laughs) I wouldn't say 
cheating. I mean, they're they're good for creeps. They're good for creeps, and the amount of scary stories that you can get out of the South is a testament more to how much dirty-ass shit has happened here in our history. The lands are, like, literally covered with blood. Uh, there's there's blood on every ancestral hand in my in the bra- in every branch of my family. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's there's all kinds um, of treachery and bullshit in the South. Of course you're gonna have go- angry ghosts. You beat the shit out of people for a living. No I mean, what the fuck did you expect? You literally built an entire country on sacred Indian burial grounds that are there in the first place because yeah. you killed a bunch of Native Americans. Yeah. I, I don't feel any shame. Uh, no, I feel shame for my ancestry, but I don't feel guilt for anybody who expected any less. Also, take your goddamn statues down. Nobody fucking cares that much. You <laughs> lost. It was a five-year war, and you didn't do great. You also surrendered. Your flag doesn't look like a fucking rebel flag. It looks like a fucking flag of surrender. Ah. Now shut the fuck up. Get up, Marley. A political interlude by Marley. My bad. <laughs> I'm fairly sure that no matter where you go, the ground is, like, literally covered in bones. Like six feet deep, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I mean, dude, some of the most prolific murders and scary shit. Look, you get all the serial killers from places like Pennsylvania and upstate, but you get the meth head murders from down here. That, that's and true. a lot of the time, look, at least the serial killer had a plan in place. He knew mm. what he was doing. The meth heads just kill people. They don't even <laughs> just kill people. They'll kill their mothers, they'll kill their fathers, and in some situations, that can be a, a meth epidemic, a a pill epidemic, a drug pandemic, Yeah. in an area like this can be almost as scary, if not scarier, than a serial killer. That's very true. And definitely more prolific. I mean, the number of stories I've heard about, you know, cracked out, weird-ass people going around shooting people and stabbing them and killing just for, like, little petty things is so large. Yeah, it's it's definitely disproportionate, I'd say, where we're from. But um, I think that kind of concludes our stories today, guys. Um, I guess we'll, I have more spooky stories. I have things that I haven't told you guys yet, but I think I'll reserve them for later. What about you? I have at least one more story, but I don't think it would pertain to this podcast. Fair enough. We'll, we'll tell you more stories one day, but we just kind of wanted to give you our own personal stories in fitting with our schedule um, in a way that would make it to where maybe you guys feel a little more confident giving us your own stories. Maybe you'll leave us with your own stories in a little more confidence. Yeah, and uh, don't don't be scared to just write a story about anything. Uh, literally, we we do have a day dedicated to listener stories. So um, whatever creepy shit happens, just send it our way. We're not gonna like forbid it. No, to be we're on not. Air, so. And we love anything that you could possibly send us. Um, I think that's about it, guys. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll see you next time. Bye. Good night. I'm on a little rock, baby, let's rock and roll. I'll be doing a little bit of a rock and roll.